What's up, y'all? Welcome to the A Space to Breathe podcast, a podcast for black men to be free, open, and vulnerable away from the precious manhood we find in different aspects of our lives. My name is Brennan Allen Steele, and I'm your host. If you've been listening to the pod and you like what you hear, make sure you follow and subscribe on the platform of your choice, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, and if you want to get connected to the work that I do outside of the podcast, make sure you follow me on Instagram. I recently changed my handle to at I am Brennan Steele. Check out the show notes for the specific spelling so you can tap into the other content that promotes black male wellness and healing that I create. And without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. All right, y'all, we're back, um, season four, and excited to uh, jump into this conversation today. Excited to have my bro here, Little man. Sergi, um, Sir Gregory. I made it back to season four, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were going to make it back. Just had to spice it up for a little bit, um, but excited about our conversation today um, and excited to talk to you about it uh, because I think... I don't know. I like I've been saying on episodes before. Like this season feels like me processing a lot of my mm-hmm. transitions that I've been kind of experiencing, um, as far as not only just being a husband, but now a husband and father, and like having a whole family. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, just excited to have that conversation with you um, and kind of see what you've learned. Y'all been married coming on seven years. Seven years and got two kids. Two kids. So. We'll, de- we'll get into it, but we done, man. I think yeah. we done. You done? I think so. I Are think you sure? So. I think so. <laughs> Every day at seven thirty, I'm like, when is bedtime? I can't <laughs> make it, man. So, yeah. yeah, man, I feel it. Um, well, we'll, we'll kind of jump back into that in a little bit, but first, I always want to check in. Um, so, you good, bro? <laughs> hey, I ain't been back, so that question kind of threw me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I feel like. Um, I can honestly say I'm good, mm-hmm. and I'm good because I've been doing more work. I'm just being aware of yeah. just where I am. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Like this morning, can't lie. Both kids woke up going crazy, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had zero patience. Yeah. Like first thing in the morning, I I already had zero patience, and I say I'm good. Because I was even aware of just where I was, even in that space, yeah. and knew what I needed to do to, to take care of myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? <laughs> yeah, man. I am. I always want to say I'm good, but I always have to pause. Yeah. Because, like, similarly, I always ask it, but I never think about it before. Um, but yeah, I think that I am. I don't know what the word. I always have like phrases. I feel like I'm in a space where, like, I am learning a lot about myself um, and learning a lot about what I need. Um, and so I think that is causing things to shift, priorities to shift, um, me to kind of shift, even like parts of my circle, uh, which I didn't think would happen, but it's kind of weird, <laughs> like how that is happening. And so just trying to like. Embrace it, but also like giving my space to kind of 
give myself space to kind of process it and sit in it a little bit. Or just kind of like, yeah, embracing it, but also trying to see like the purpose in it too. Um, and so, yeah, man, uh, that's how I'm doing. But what we came here to talk about uh, is just kind of like, I don't know, I was trying to be, I sent, I sent you the title. I don't know if I'm going to go with it, but the title that I'm working with right now is this idea of kind of both like thinking about relationships and relationship goals, mm -hmm. but also like how gender roles affect our relationships. And I think that I thought about this one from like my own perspective and my own experience as I've been stepping into both, like I said, husband and father um, at the same time um, and how those are kind of playing off of each other. But also because there's been so much commentary like on the internet and social media about relationships. And I'm not even like, even like, I don't even want to, we could have a whole episode where we critique that, but I don't even want to do that. <laughs> Are you talking about like the red pill versus blue pill? Stuff like that, but also, super mask, yeah. yeah, men versus women, mm. like, Men are trash, women are trash, all this I stuff. ain't going to date you unless you're making 200K. Yeah. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so a lot of different things just being thrown out. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen a lot of a lot of people that I follow or things like that kind of comment and like say how destructive that is to even like um, the concept of marriage um, and family, especially amongst black people. Mm. But then also I think about... Um, those that are married and just like the ways in which like marriage and then I'm seeing fatherhood just bring up so much like and you have this expectation of how you kind of go would go yeah. into it but it's still when you're in it it just looks different and so kind of a lot of things okay. kind of swirling as I'm thinking about this and like we have some questions but they might we might go a whole gotcha. different way so um but yeah, I wanted to kind of just start with kind of like, as you went into marriage on seven years ago, like how did you envision kind of like your role as the man? Bro, seven years ago, I was like completely different. Mm. Sergi, mm. I, I barely even remember yeah. who that young man was, you know, yeah. because I've trained so much. Cause like that's what marriage does, you know, it changes you. But like I do remember just even growing up in college, starting to think about marriage, starting to think about the man I'ma be. And I can honestly say I pictured myself as Superman. Mm -hmm. Like perfect, um, strong, um, doing everything for my woman, just I don't think I had like a picture of like specifically what I would be, but I did know that I wanted to be the man that my wife would look to and just say, my husband can do everything. Mm, like yes. he's perfect. Like yeah. I completely trust in him. Mm. And you know, like that was kind of like the, the dream, the image that I thought of myself that manhood, being a good husband was like not necessarily like wake up every day at you know this specific time, but but just like this picture of like this Superman, this super macho man who yeah. who never fails. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I feel that. I think that for me, it's very similar. Like this idea of not failing. Like I think I might have said this 
season one or something, but I remember that uh, we did our marital, premarital counseling, and um, I mean, Mike was our doing our premarital counseling. It's like one of our pastors at our church, or oh, whatever he is now. Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> no shots taken, Mike. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he was saying that. Um, Brennan, you got to get used to this idea that you're going to take L's. Mm. You're going to take L's in marriage. I'm like, I don't take L's. Yeah. Like, that was my, before marriage, like, I never did anything that I thought I was going to, like, not do well at. Mm. I didn't never did anything that I thought I was going to fail at. And so, um, the idea of going into marriage and, like, knowing that I was going to take L's, I still wasn't accepting yeah. it. It was kind of like I had to use it as, like, a, a, a challenge of like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to take L's. All these other what's, men uh, What's an L that you have taken thus far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how I've taken hundreds of L's probably. And almost, I mean, we've been married three years next year. So two and a half years. So um, I think this idea of like, and trying to anticipate a need that she has and being completely off base. Yeah. So thinking that like, um, like she like so for instance like her like one of her one of Adriana's like love languages is physical touch um, and, and the other one is words of affirmation and neither one of those are really mine but mine is like the way that we show love growing up was like do, doing being present or be, not being present but doing the stuff you need to do mm. and so I thought like I, I'm doing all my chores at the house. I'm bringing money in. I'm taking out the trash. I'm cooking. I'm doing all this yeah. stuff. Like, duh. Like, yeah. I'm meeting your needs. Like, I'm showing you that I love you. And that was, like, completely off. Mm-hmm. And, like, it took me. I Like, I still have to actively remind myself, like, hey, like, she needs these other things, yeah. too. And so I think, like, moments where I thought I was doing everything perfectly and my wife still didn't feel seen. Or my wife's like needs that weren't met yeah. uh, were definitely L's that I took. I remember one time Jay straight up told me um, she did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. She did it in a way where I couldn't defend myself because <laughs> she pretty much was just like, "Hey, I need to tell you something, and this mm-hmm. might upset you, but I just need to let you know that I feel like you don't listen to me." Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you know, like in your heart, it's like. <laughs> what you mean I don't listen to you? I do listen to you. I do. <laughs> you know, I do. Yeah. But like that, like her saying that, I just say, you know what, bite the bullet. Don't fight this fight. But I legit had to go back and start reflecting and I was just like, oh, I can see why she feel like I yeah. don't listen to her. Yeah. And, oh, I've never been a good listener right. in all of my right. Um, right. relationships, friendships, whatever. And so, like, that was even something that, like, that was an L I took, but it helped shape me and make me a better person, a better mm-hmm. friend um, in, in all of my relationships across the board. Yeah, no, that's good, man. Like, I, yeah, I think that there is a little bit of, I guess like pride that comes with it that you kind of I feel like I always talk about how like like biblically are called to as husbands to die to ourselves and I feel like that's a that's an example of like having to die to yourself even even like 
even on something like this, like small, like, you know, you get to like humble yourself. It's like, oh no, you're right. Um, I think another thing for me was just kind of like, what are the, I, I kind of went into marriage thinking about like, what are things men are supposed to do? Mm. Uh, and so yeah. for me, that was really something I had to really work through because of just like my own shame around my masculinity, like growing up. And so coming into marriage, it's like, all right, like I'm supposed to be the man of the household. So that means like I got to handle all the finances. That means I got to make sure that all the doors are locked before we go to bed. That makes that means I got to go get a gun. <laughs> that means I got to, like if something happens, like I got to do this. Like, I got to, I got to kill all the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it just is like this, like, I don't know. Like I had, I felt the pressure to have to take all the things that mm. I felt were being manly. Um, is an example for me that like was like actually hit hard was that so I didn't really know how to change a tire okay. when we got married. Uh, my dad had shown me like once, like when I was like I came home one summer. I think I came home the summer before I got married. I was like, hey dad, I don't know how to change a tire. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like he's like, come on. Hey, it's like, awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna learn in one time, but okay. Um, and Adriana got a flat, um, and. I don't know. I don't know if you remember because she like texted y'all. Cause so for those listening, Adriana and Sergi work together. Um, but she texted like the group chat and was like, "Hey, y'all got a flat? Can anybody help me?" I was like, "Why didn't you text me first? She's like, "You're at work." I was like, "I don't care. I'm coming regardless. I don't care if I'm at work. And we gonna stay outside together." Right. Right. And so then we're coming. That <laughs> we're is in funny. the car and. I like did not know what I was doing. And so I'm over here with the manual trying to figure right. out how to change this tire. And then Adriana's trying to help me. And then this other man comes up, like a like we were right next to like the sheriff's office. And so he comes up and he's like, Do y'all need some help? I was like, no. He's like, Adriana's like, Yes, we need um. some help. <laughs> and, but like I was like in that moment, I was so upset because I was like, let me figure this yeah. out. Like, I think part of it was like ego and part of it was just kind of like no I feel like I should be able yeah. to be do, able to do this so I was like frustrated at myself for not being able to do it um, and so I think just like moments like that I'm like I'm having to I've been challenged with the way that I thought a man should show mm -hmm. up and like all the things that even I saw my dad take care of um, that I feel like I'm not able to do all those things so mm -hmm. that's something that I kind of think those too I feel like Man, going back to Mike, I remember in one of our campus sessions, um, Mike told Jay, my wife, and hey, you gotta let him fail. Mm, yeah. Like even if you know how to change the tire, Jay, yeah. Yeah. you gotta let your husband fail. Yeah. You know, like there's wisdom and discernment because it's like even as a man, like for me, my story. I grew up in the house, had a great dad. Then my dad abruptly dies at the age of seven. Mm -hmm. And so the majority of my childhood was spent me chasing this ghost of what a man is. Mm. You know, I have this 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 small image of my dad mm. being Superman. Yeah. And so like I'm trying to, as I'm growing up on my journey in manhood, trying to like copy 
the small stuff yeah. that I saw him do. For example, like even now, I love grilling, mm -hmm. you know, and I love being the man on the grill at the family reunion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Part of that is my, my dad was the, you know, grill master, mm -hmm. frying all the fish at the family reunion. Um, but like even now, I get married, and again, it's like, oh, be Superman. Yeah. I don't even know the first step to take to be, you know, Superman. Like, how do I really show up mm. for, for my wife to meet her needs? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you used the tire illustration. For me, it was the money. Mm. Like, yeah. like, okay, I'm single. My wife's single. I got my my budget, and that's all I like. That's that's the only financial mm -hmm. on literacy west on my <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah. Have a monthly budget. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking I'm in good standing because I have a monthly budget. Mm -hmm. um, we get married, I make us a monthly budget. I'm thinking we good. I'm not thinking about paying off debt. I'm yeah. not thinking about um, retirement. I'm not thinking about um, you know. Um, saving up for a house. Right. I'm not thinking about, um, you know, kids, you know, college <laughs> fund. And my wife, she come from a from a family that she she had that knowledge mm -hmm. to think about. Mm -hmm. So when she came to the table and was like, "Hey, we need to pay off our debt," bro, I went into a panic mode. Mm -hmm. I went into like, and I. Ain't, I didn't even want my wife to see me panicking, but I remember feeling like, like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah. Like, How did that come out, like, verbally or like, out externally? Honestly, I shut down for, mm. like, I shut down because I didn't want, I didn't have the courage then to share with her my true feelings. Yeah. Of, I didn't have the courage to be vulnerable enough to mm -hmm. say. I feel very insecure right now. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I'm the man in this mm -hmm. moment. Um, so I shut down because I didn't want her to see that and I didn't know how to deal with the shame of not being a man, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how I came out of that was me soon realizing this doesn't make me less of a man mm -hmm. because my wife is better at at the finances, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so like even biblically, I think about, you know, like what, what's, what verse, <laughs> what, what teaching, what lesson says this is what a man is. Gotta be better at the wife, at everything, yeah. and gotta be over everything. Instead, what changed my perspective was the verse, um, like just the whole man is the head of the house. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, yeah, I'm the head of the house. And as a pastor, as the head of the church, mm -hmm. if I bring in someone who is a professional in counseling yeah. in a specific area, like I'm actually serving my people better yeah. by me stepping out the way to let this professional mm -hmm. share their expertise. Right. That doesn't make me less of a leader or actually in my mind, would make you a better leader right, to step right. out and, and let people. And so, like, that really even helped change my perspective on, 
let me up uplift my wife yeah. and her gifts yeah. and not try to limit her by me being this faux man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, that's good. That's good. You said a lot of good stuff. I think what you just said makes me also think about, I can't remember where I heard it, but this idea of like um, women like being your help me, like mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know if I said that, the help mate. It's help mate, bro. Help <laughs> help you mate. said help me. Help I was mate. like, I was help me. <laughs> they ain't your help me, they help, help me. Mate. <laughs> help mate. <laughs> your help mate. Um, and um, anyways, like this idea of, like when I used to think about that, like um, it was, I don't know. Like I was only taught it in these kind of like very macho spaces where it's kind of like what I saw was um, like that meant that like she cooks for you, she cleans for you, she does all this stuff for you. Um, and essentially whatever you want, like she helps you do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I'm thinking, or like the more that I've been in it and the older I've gotten and the more that I've kind of done my own like homework in a way like I, I understand it more is like no like she's there because she's strong in places that I'm weak mm-hmm. like and when I in our partnership like I can we like play off of each other mm-hmm. and I think that like has really shown up now that we have Mia because like I'm a very like like structured rigid like we do this 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 she need to be on this schedule da 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 and Adrian is a very like organic person um you might not see it at work, but <laughs> outside of her workspace, mm. she's very organic and very like go with the flow and very like I think it's it's, more, it's too loose for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> like we've had to obviously like kind of argue our way through it, but now we're kind of seeing that when we are able to kind of give both sides of this perspective, the like outcome that comes is way better for me than either one of our yeah. individual perspectives. Um, and then also like. Different ways in which we like operate have helped Mia, helped us raise Mia. Um, I think better than what we would have done on our own. So like where she needs that flexibility, Adriana is that. Yeah. Adriana helps check me when it's like, Brennan, she's two weeks old. <laughs> she can't. She can't be she on can't the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and then like now it's kind of like if she's not on her schedule, like she's not gonna sleep well yeah. at night. So I'm like, Adriana, you need, we need yeah. she need to be done sleeping by this. like her last night has to end by this time mm-hmm. because then she's not gonna go to sleep. That's funny. And so I think that like it helps us out that way. But like, how have you felt? Like, I guess kind of what was your view of like gender roles or things like going into marriage, and how have you felt like your marriage has kind of challenged it or given you a different view of how that actually is. Um, I think gender roles coming into so I didn't marry my wife Jay expecting me to come home from work every day, dinner made and plate ready, mm-hmm. and I just sit down. Mm-hmm. On our first date, she let me know <laughs> if you are looking for that type of woman, I'm that not me. that. <laughs> um, I don't even like cooking. <laughs> when I first met Jay for dinner, she would eat like a can of black beans by itself and be good. And I'm like, and immediately I was like, this ain't the type of um, <laughs> dinner I want to come home to. Um, so like, I, I didn't expect that. But I do think 
um, we do have like traditional mm-hmm. roles in a sense, but we also, I feel like, have adapted our traditional roles. Mm-hmm. Like, like we, I enjoy cooking, mm-hmm. so I cook a full meal, make the plates, serve the family. Next day, she'll cook a, a full meal, serve the plates. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of have our own rhythm and like if I could tell anybody or if I'm counseling anyone and they're questioning like the whole gender role ideal I like my honest advice is to always say like do what is best for y'all you know like like as a man we're called to lead we're called to serve um Typically, the men are the ones who do the do the yard work. Right. You know, so okay, like if we have a mutual friend who um, his wife loves cutting grass, mm-hmm. that's like uh, like her soothing time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, even their neighbor questioned his his manliness, seeing his his pregnant wife out there cutting the grass, right? Mm-hmm. And and so just like. In my mind, I laughed at that, but I'm like, hey, that don't make, like, that's y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my wife do the finances. Um, I cook. I'm the medicine man in our house. <laughs> yeah. Like, growing up, my mama was the medicine one. If you were sick, she was the one who came up with all the medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, in my house, that's me. Yeah. Anytime somebody got a little, a little snot, a cough, <laughs> I'm the one going to the medicine cabinet, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Putting my little my little family secret stuff on, <laughs> and so like even Jay like Jay asked me when she gets sick, hey, hey, do you have medicine? Yeah. She don't say do we have medicine. She <laughs> said do you have medicine because I'm a medicine man, and so I'm just like, you know, like do what yeah makes like do what y'all can do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like be y'all in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's was that's been something we've had to really learn, because um, I think there's like, you see other people doing it the way it works for them, and then you see all these, you have all these like articles and sort resources and videos and social media, like everybody has an opinion on how you should mm-hmm. do for what you should do for your family, and I think we've been learning like we just gotta do what works for us, we gotta do what works for Mia, like we gotta do what works for like the like, the like conjunction of mm-hmm. like. Us and me, like mm-hmm. we can't just do what what anybody else says because it might not work though for what we need. Um, that's funny. I think that for us, I think similarly, like there's ways in which we like are traditional, but I think like also like kind of doing what makes sense in a season. Um, and I think similarly, like right now, Adrian is the one making most of the money because mm-hmm. I'm in school, mm-hmm. and so that's was kind of weird for me at first, but. Also, she was the one like, Brent, I'd rather you go to school and do something that you really love yeah. to do than you be like miserable just because you want to make more money. And and that's a help meet right there. That's a help mate. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, so that but then on the other hand, it's just like I like dressing me. Like mm. I'm the one that puts gets her clothes mm. on, the little bow on. Yeah, <laughs> Like we got a little photo shoot, my first family photo shoot, and I came up with the aesthetic and stuff like that. But I think it's it's like we kind of do what what similarly what works for us. Yeah. 
Um, last question I kind of want to ask you is like, how have you felt your um, masculinity or your view of masculinity evolve like over the last seven years, both first as just a husband, but then like as you have become a father as well? Man. My view of masculinity, how has it evolved? The first thing that comes to mind is this one of my childhood family stories that we still laugh at mm-hmm. to this day. I was four years old. My mom and dad was sitting on the couch watching TV. Um, it was time for me to go to bed. I, I jumped on the couch, jumped on my mama lap, and kissed her on the lip and mm-hmm. said, "Good night, mom. Love you." Kissed her on the lip. Mwah. Um, went to my dad, said, good night, dad, um, love you, and, and, and I kissed my dad on the lip, mm-hmm. four-year-old, and my dad didn't say a word, he didn't move, but his face just like, just kind of <laughs> did like a, what did this little boy just, like, did this boy just kiss me? Yeah. And like, as a four-year-old boy, he didn't say a word, but like, I like backed up like, yeah. <laughs> like, never gonna do that right, again. Right. And like there's something that like my family laugh at, just like that moment. Um and like growing up, I even know from my dad's father, my granddad, he was like the movie fences. Mm-hmm. He was like Denzel and the movie fences. Mm-hmm. Like he was that hard of a man mm-hmm. because that was the time they grew up in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he grew up, I don't got time to tell you I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm putting food um, in your stomach. Like, that's my love language. And for me, I had no doubt that my dad loved me. Like, the the affection he showed me, but it still was like this, hey, man, don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, like, even now, to my son, how I've grown and evolved is, like, I do kiss my son. You know, I do, I'm very affectionate with my son and a, um, you know, even as his father, you know, every morning I drop him off at daycare, I hug him, I say, give me a kiss. You know, um, I tell him, you know, how proud I am of him. I tell him, you know, I speak words of encouragement because I later realize that like because my dad didn't give me that mm-hmm. I was searching for that in the world yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah. I was searching for that affirmation I, I I was searching for that appropriate physical touch yeah so that made me a super I'm trying to get the right word that made me I'm just gonna say a womanizer mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like even for me chasing girls and chasing tail wasn't so much about a sexual desire, yeah. but it was, I'm searching for this affirmation. Mm. And the best way I get it is when I get all these different girls tell me how much they like me or, or you know, or whatever. And so even for my son, I don't want him to be a womanizer. Yeah. I want him to be a, a man with integrity and respect. And I want him to know that all of the affirmation and love that you need um, isn't going to come from me, but I want 
to give you that too. Yeah. And so I just feel like my view of masculinity has really grown and shifted because I do think it's appropriate for men to affirm each other. Affirm each other. Yeah. I say that. Yeah. And yeah, no, I love that, man. Um, I think that that made me also think about something that I've been just like seeing evolve in me is that like I think there is this like idea that like we need to come in into to marriage and then as a father be like hard and be very tough and be like especially like I don't have a boy but especially with a boy like I feel like I would feel more of that pressure too but I think that what I'm realizing is that like what my family needs is for me to be able to also like be a safe space for their emotions be a safe space for like them to be their fullest and truest mm-hmm. selves too yeah. and so whether that is my wife needing to share like a place where she's feeling insecure and me being able to listen and um like affirm or like my daughter like needing to needing a little bit of nurture like because she's just fussy one day or she just wants to lay on me all day or when she's sick she doesn't want she just wants to like cuddle and and again I'm not a physical touch but she wants to be all up in my face <laughs> like knowing that that's what is needed and like honestly in a lot of cases that is more um impactful and more honest like sometimes more pivotal than like the traditional like oh like I'm taking care of the finances. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I'm making sure the house is good. Like I've done all these other like manly things that we are kind of taught, but um, when in actuality they just need me need me to feel safe for them too. So yeah, man. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, last thing I said last question, but last last question. Um, what would your advice be for like men, kind of like? going into marriage, going into uh, fatherhood even, and kind of grappling with their masculinity um, and or even like these traditional ways that they think they need to show up. Like, what would you tell them to do going into these uh, phases of life? Bro, that question is way too big on like what to tell someone. <laughs> What's the one thing? But that, I mean, like the, the first... I guess piece of advice that I truly feel is like, man, who who do you look up to? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the verse off, off the top of my head, but um, it's in First Corinthians. Paul pretty much said, "Hey, imitate Christ, follow Christ. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow Christ, follow me." Mm-hmm. And my first time reading it, I was like, you old arrogant, conceited dude. You telling us to be like Christ, the way to be like Christ is to be like me. Mm -hmm. And like thinking about that more, Paul was saying, hey, I'm a man chasing Christ. If you want to chase Christ too, like so so chase me. And so I think my big piece of advice is like, who are you looking up to? Like Mm -hmm. what man is in your life that not no YouTuber, you know, like, 
not nobody in those YouTube videos mm -hmm. we're talking about, but like, do you have someone who is setting a good example of um, of vulnerability, of manhood, of you know all of the things that we talked about? And if you don't have that right now, I would say, man, pray for that and like seek that out because um, there is nothing I can say right now that will help you in the long term. But I truly believe if you have that person who you can really know, learn from, talk to, be real with, um, that's going to take you further than anything yeah. I can say right now. Cool. Cool, bro. I think that was good advice for sure. Um, man, appreciate you coming through. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate this conversation. Um, I think it, it was helpful for me just to like process. Yeah. And so hopefully it's helpful um, to our listeners as well. Um, all right, y'all. That concludes this episode. Meet us back here next Friday. And remember that breathing as a black man is an act of resistance. All right, y'all. Keep heart. Peace. <laughs>